Welcome to the Proud Police Wife Podcast with Rebecca Lynn, where we have honest, real, and encouraging conversations for law enforcement families. Welcome to episode eight of the Proud Police Wife Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Lynn. Today, we are going to talk about when you feel just plain tired as a law enforcement spouse or family member. This is a topic that I have talked with families about time and time again, especially over the last two to two and a half years. So many spouses, not just the officer, but the spouse and the family members are feeling tired. They're wondering, is this burnout? Can we do this any longer? Is this what it's gonna be like forever? Why am I having these feelings? So I wanna share some common reasons as to why this might be happening, um, but also talk about the fact that a lot of families are going through this. A lot of spouses are experiencing these feelings and then share a little bit what I have gone through the past year that I have not opened up and talked about before. So first spouses are sharing that they're just both mentally and physically tired and they support their spouse. They are there for their spouse. They want them to keep doing their job but they're tired for a number of reasons. And the fact of the matter is that when our loved one is in law enforcement, it's not just them that's making a sacrifice. The entire family is. And that's why I say that this is more of a lifestyle than a job because it impacts everyone. Um, It's not just the officer that is feeling the weight or burden of the job family members are too. So here are some of the things that spouses have shared with me or feelings that I have had the past two and a half years um, and see if you can resonate. Some spouses are feeling just a lack of energy when it comes to talking with others about their spouse's job or not wanting to bring it up at all. Or if you can relate, some spouses are like, well, I'd rather just say that my husband or wife works for the city, or I'd rather just say um, they work for the government, the county or local government, because you don't even want to open those can of worms. Um, Maybe you are not feeling as um, sympathetic with certain situations or you're lacking empathy. Um, A lot of times when we hear of traumatic events, within law enforcement over and over and over again. Um, And not just with a line of duty death, anything related to law enforcement. It could be a scenario that your spouse is sharing with you. It could be something that another police wife is sharing with you. It could just be a news clip. Are you feeling less um, empathetic or having a lesser emotional response than maybe you used to have? Maybe you are just a little bit more cynical I know that the cynicism that comes along with law enforcement officers a lot of the time is something that I know it caught me off guard. I definitely noticed more cynicism from my husband and some of his coworkers. And um, and that is something that comes along with the job for many law enforcement officers. So as spouses, we are around that and we start to pick up a little bit more cynicism. Um, Maybe you feel just completely burned out. You are just done with talking about law enforcement. You are done um, thinking about it. 
and not wanting to even open that can of worms of dialogue with other people. First of all, a lot of spouses are feeling this way. You are not alone. If any of these resonated with you, these are some of the feelings that I have been feeling as well. And don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. So about this time last year, um, I was talking to a counselor and was told that I have something called compassion fatigue. And I didn't know much about that, honestly. Um, I'd heard of the term, but did not, had no idea that I could have been experiencing that. And during the height of the protests and riots and all that negative rhetoric that was surrounding law enforcement um, was really high last year in, you know, end of 2020, early 2021. And when you are trying to not only process things as a spouse yourself, but also taking in and listening to other people, um, I had sort of hit a brick wall with my emotions. Um, things would happen regarding law enforcement, you know, news headlines, um, things like that. And I was so mentally exhausted that I lacked emotion. I was just, I had cried myself out so many times that things would happen and I'd be like, oh, that's so sad but no other emotions were coming out. And I sort of felt broken. I wasn't sure why I was feeling this way. Um, I wasn't sure if I needed to take a step back from everything I was doing. Um, Don't worry, I'm a lot better now and I'm not going anywhere, but I wasn't sure. I was processing this. If I needed to take a step back, it was really hard for me to process what, you know, the world or, you know, our country was going through while trying to help so many different spouses. And at that time, I was getting anywhere between um, 500 and 2000 messages or emails a week. And while, and it's not a complaint at all, I wanted to be there for people and for spouses but it was, I wasn't there processing for myself so much to say. I was trying to help everybody and not helping myself in terms of processing what was going on and how it was hard for um, myself to watch my husband go to um, riots and, and see our you know small cities around us experience this and how that impacted our family. It was just hard to navigate both at the same time. And so um, I talked to, you know, someone about it and not realizing that compassion fatigue was an actual thing. And this is more than burnout. This is not just, oh, you're really tired. Take a vacation for a week and come back and it's going to rejuvenate you. No, there are articles that um, actually say 
that a certain percentage of law enforcement officers experience compassion fatigue because they're around trauma. They hear about trauma. They see trauma more than the average citizen does. Um, And as a spouse, I was hearing about trauma um, so many times. I mean, when you're getting 500 to 2000 messages and emails a week, it was over and over and over. And again, I want people to message me and I want to be that safe space, but I wasn't putting up boundaries for myself. Um, I needed to take a step back and realize I can't respond to everybody sometimes, or I can't help everybody sometimes. And in addition, I wasn't putting up um, healthy coping strategies for me to deal with what I was hearing on the home front too, and what we were experiencing as a family. So, you know, knowing that I had this compassion fatigue, it was like, okay, what do I, what do I do? I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm not broken. This is a real thing. Um, And honestly, it was a time period for a couple months where I was just numb. I was, I just lacked emotion. Things would happen. And I had other things going on in my life, um, like in, in illness with a family member and uh, like other things that were going on at the same time that we are experiencing this heightened negativity um, with law enforcement. And in all situations, I was feeling numb. It wasn't just regarding law enforcement. In all situations, I was feeling numb. I was feeling emotionally tapped out. And I wasn't depressed. I wasn't, you know, sad or yes, certain situations. Um, I felt sad, but it was like I was just moving through the emotions and are moving through the day, expecting for more trauma to come, expecting for um, that I was just going to have a lack of empathy. And so finally I started talking to someone and realized, okay, I need to do something about this. And not only that, I learned that I wasn't alone, that other spouses experience compassion fatigue as well. And again, I am not a clinician or anything like that. I'm just sharing my experience to let other spouses know that, you know, there, there is just plain tiredness and it doesn't mean you have compassion fatigue. There is burnout where you can take a break, take a vacation, go on a social media break for two months and come back feeling rejuvenated. But there's also compassion fatigue for, you know, a small percentage of us where we needed to do, we need to do something completely different in order to, um, you know, deal with this. Here are some of the reasons we may just be tired, burned out, or have compassion fatigue. So that negative rhetoric, that constant negativity across the media and in communities regarding law enforcement. And a lot of it's driven by the media, but you know, it has just been boiling and boiling and boiling for years. And there are certain political movements that make it um, even more difficult for law enforcement to do their job, but just that all around negativity. 
that negativity leads to us not being able to talk to other people about what law enforcement is like. Other people just don't understand. And then we also just don't want to start a conversation with somebody that's going to act like they know what, what law enforcement goes through and they have no idea. And then um, it's just not safe dialogue for us or healthy dialogue for us. So that negative rhetoric. Um, we also might be living in fear. Um, some spouses are just so fearful every single day. And I think a lot of this too depends on maybe where you live, um, what you know, kind of jurisdiction your spouse works in, the experiences. Um, I know that that fear is always in the back of my mind, but it's not a day-to-day um, emotion. However, when there are certain instances that occur or things that are close to home, my fear, that fear comes up and is a little bit more heightened. Um, we might also be carrying the burden of what our spouses are going through. And this was one that was very true for me when I saw my husband be a little bit more stressed from work or um, I knew just what he was going through, then I carried that burden as well. I was trying to make sure that, you know, things were um, more peaceful at home and, and he didn't ever put those, you know, feelings on me at all. This was 100% me, but I just wanted to make sure that everything at home was as peaceful as possible. So when he came home, he didn't have to feel stressed about work or he was able to relax. Um, and it was just me constantly thinking about making sure that he's safe and if I knew he was going to a riot or into certain situations that day, then I thought about it. You know, when he's at work, I know he's going to experience things that are inherently dangerous, but I don't know exactly what those are because most of the time he doesn't either, right? They don't know what their day-to-day is going to be like. But when we knew there was going to be riots or protests and I knew he was going to have to work those, then that burden or that weight um, carried differently because I did know what he was walking into. Um, Next, as spouses, when they're working, we might be doing a little bit more at home. And we hear that, you know, solo parenting. And even if you don't have kids, it's picking up more at home. You know, marriages are never 50-50, but in law enforcement, that's definitely true. On days that he works, it's more, you know, 80-20 or 90-10. He can only do so many things, especially when he's working, you know, a 10-hour day. Um, there's only so much he can do. And I work from home and I am going to be picking up the slack. Now, when he's off, he 100% does his fair share, does as much as he can. And... um does everything with the kids and I get a little bit more of a break. Um, but on those days that he is working and those days can go on forever, um, it can be exhausting. Um, next is, I know a lot of you have had 
just very unwanted, um, uncomfortable conversations with family and friends the past few years. And some of you have ended, unfortunately, in um, ended friendships with family and friends because of current situations. And it's incredibly difficult. And I know that weighs heavy on your mind. Next might be um, some spouses are experiencing dread, resentment from the job. Um, Resentment is one that I dealt with early on when my husband first went into law enforcement about 15 years ago, just feeling like, okay, am I'm going to be doing, you know, working during the day, doing all the childcare, taking care of the pets. Like I was feeling, I wasn't mad at him. I was just processing how our life was going to be now with his career. And I resented that career a little bit. Um, Some spouses and myself have experienced anxiety and it's the only way I can explain this is that, um, again, I didn't have, I don't have so much day-to-day fear when my spouse walks out the door, hug him, kiss him goodbye, say, I love you. But I almost have a heightened anxiety because, and the reason I know this is because on the days that he's home, I'm a lot calmer. Um, And part of it may be just because I have someone there to help me with um, mom life and household duties and all of those things. But I also know part of it is because I know he's home safe and I can be calm. Um, And, but when he's working, it's tiring having heightened anxiety and it's just exhausting knowing in my mind that something could happen and you carry that in the back of your mind, unfortunately. Um, Next, another reason why spouses are tired or may experience compassion fatigue is again, just that trauma. Hearing what your spouse goes through and and it's important for them to talk about it. but I feel like we've heard a lot of it the past two and a half years, and it can be traumatic to process for some of us. And it can also be hard to hear it when you're talking about others. Um, and that can definitely create um, mental exhaustion. So all of those things, and I know this is a heavy topic because I have not opened up about this um, with too many people before. And it's not something I was aware of until I talked to somebody about it. And I'm glad I talked to somebody about it. And it made me feel not so alone. And it made me feel not so broken. So here are some things that I have done. Now, everybody's situation is different. um, But here are some things that I did to help work through this. One, I had to put in better boundaries. I've always talked about putting in boundaries, but last year was a game changer because I was getting way more messages and emails than I ever had before. Um, I was also dealing with so much hate on the internet, which I'm good with trolls. Like I'm good at, you know, blocking them, deleting them, moving on. But It was exhausting having to do that 10, 20, 30 times a day. 
versus I would get the occasional one, you know, a couple times a week. This was a huge influx. And so I needed to find ways to put in stronger boundaries because what I was doing was not working. So you have to make sure that the people that you are letting in um, are people that are supportive. You need to make sure that um, you have boundaries even with your spouse on certain things that you'll hear about their job and certain things not. Like with my husband, I tell him, I don't want to know anything about things that happen to children. Like I, that's just a, I can't do it. It's hard for me to process. It's just hard for me to hear. And he respects that. Um, so I know my situation is unique because I speak to so many spouses on a daily basis. Um, but regardless, putting in those boundaries and adjusting your boundaries, because I had boundaries. They just weren't currently working for my certain, my particular situation. So you may have to readjust your boundaries as, um, you know, time goes on and that's okay. Next, and this sort of ties into, uh, to your boundaries, but protecting your peace. If you're finding that there are certain things that are, um, coming into your life and having a negative impact or mindset on you, then you need to find ways to protect your peace. And this is something I talk about all the time, but if you're constantly looking at the comment section or, you know, quickly going to a news article or negative, um, you know, even if they're police accounts, but if it's a lot of negativity that you're consuming about law enforcement, then maybe you need to um, unfollow for a little bit, or maybe you need to consume your information differently. Or if you're consuming a lot of things that are just giving you a, a you know more negative or cynical mindset, then that's not protecting your peace. When you're going through something, there may be certain times where you can handle it and brush it off and it's not a big deal. But if you are exhausted, then you need to be consuming things that are only coming to bring joy into your life. So constantly reevaluating what is bringing you peace into your life is really needed. And honestly, I have to do that about every single week. I try to think to myself, okay, what were some things that derailed me this week? What were some things that got me off track? Maybe put me in a bad mood, um, robbed me of joy a little bit or sabotaged my time. I look at those, I think of those things. And sometimes just like when I'm in the shower or when I'm driving and I think, okay, that was like a bad call on my part. And so I'm not gonna do that this week. Um, you know, instead I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to really make sure that you're protecting your peace. Um, and then another thing that you can really do is find someone to talk to. And maybe it doesn't need to be a counselor in the beginning. Maybe you just need a supportive person where you can say, Hey, you know, I'm feeling really stressed out about all of this. And maybe, you know, yes, your spouse is always a great person to talk to, but if they're experiencing this mental exhaustion as well, it can be hard to, um, give each other support when you're both lacking that empathy at that current moment in time. 
So find someone of the same gender. Um, I wouldn't recommend, you know, if you're a female going to find someone of the opposite sex, that's usually not a good idea. Um, but opening up to someone that can be a little bit more neutral that, you know, can just be a listening ear and is supportive. And, um, and again, if you need, if you feel like, you know, a counselor is the person that you need to talk to, then do it. I cannot tell you enough how important this is. And it may take you time to find someone that you click with. I mean, think about it. There's, there's people in life that we don't always jive with. So the same is going to go with a counselor. If you're not jiving with that person, find somebody different and share these feelings so that they can give you coping strategies that meet where you currently are. Um, because it's not, I can give you every tip in the world, but if it's not something that you're currently experiencing, then um, it's not going to help, right? Just think about what you are um, doing, like when you wake up in the morning and when, right before you go to bed. I noticed in myself, when I was picking up my cell phone to scroll or see what messages I got, it was setting the tone for my day and ending my day a certain way. So if I picked up my phone when I was laying in bed, like 6.30 in the morning, and the first thing I saw was a bunch of messages from trolls calling my husband a pig and saying F12 and all these nasty messages. How do you think my mindset was going through the day? So yes, it's easy for me to delete block. However, I realized it was putting me in more of a bad mood. I wasn't like you know, I can, I can handle the trolls, not a big deal. However, and I don't engage with them. However, I do know that I felt differently. It started my day off on the wrong foot. I might be a little bit more snippy with my kids. It was coming out in a different way. So it might be, um, I was a little bit more snippy or, um, I would spend 30 minutes you know, blocking these people. I go into Instagram, put these words because you can block out certain words and phrases in Instagram. So I'd go through and add those. And it was taking up a good chunk of my day in the morning that could have been used for something more positive. So instead I told myself, okay, I'm not going to pick up my phone. Instead, I'm going to consume something positive. Those, those messages and those comments will be there. Like when you are in a better mindset to deal with it, then do it then, but they will be there. So they're not going anywhere. So instead be more emotionally equipped to handle it. So same goes for evening time. I would lay in bed and instead of ending my day, doing something, you know, for me or something that um, would help me sleep better. I was again, scrolling social media and um, seeing things that just brought up emotion, which then led to mental exhaustion and almost no emotion because I was getting numbed. It was, I was tuning it out. So really pay attention to what, how, excuse me, really pay attention to how you start and end your day and what information you are consuming. And 
Um, before we close, I just want to say that, you know, I don't share this to say that every law enforcement spouse is going to have burnout or going to have compassion fatigue. I just know with talking to so many of you, we're all tired. And I sit here feeling emotional, even talking about it, because this is not talked about enough. We, some of us are so exhausted that we don't know what to do. Um, and then it results in, can we do this job any longer? Am I cut out for this? We, we have this negative self-talk. And I just hope that this episode um, makes those who are feeling tired just not alone. It also can help family members start to have these discussions because while it's important that we have so much emphasis on the mental health of police officers, it's really important that we are checking in with the spouses and the family members too. And I know that I can't do that alone. So that's why I'm kind of putting this out into the world to say, um, you know, check on yourself. And if you have just a small number of friends that are law enforcement families, check on the spouses too. And even when they're telling you they're fine, are they really fine? Like, what are, what are you seeing that's different? Just check on them and talk with each other, open that dialogue so that people are not feeling so alone. So I hope this episode helped you. I know this was one that um, was a little emotional for me to share what I've gone through. But if you um, like this episode or past episodes, then please leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll talk to you on episode nine.